too. Yeah, so she wants to hang out soon, like this weekend. And I'm kind of like, yeah, it's been a while, but like, should we be visiting? I don't really know. Cause I, and I went to the pharmacy today and my, um, my health insurance apparently doesn't start until the 8th. So I went there for no fucking reason. God damn it. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, health insurance. Yeah, I need to make a mask or something because I need to... Ooh, Jane made both of us masks. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yep, oh, she sewed I... them. She, she found some pattern on the internet and it even has like a little pocket and where you can put a filter. Oh, Jesus. I need that. Um, I know she's not going to make me one. I'm not asking her to make would. I just You would have to like come get it. Come get it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But... We have a furnace filter that we haven't used yet. It's still in the plastic. Mm-hmm. And so there's instructions online for how to take the furnace filter and like make it into little okay. filter parts because that's right. the world we live in now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, we had a uh, meeting at work with the head of IT or whatever. And he was like, we're just getting used to the new normal. So it's the new normal now is what cool. he, he's coined the, the term, I guess. Or, <laughs> I mean, that's what I thought of. Guess what I thought of for what to call this period. Yeah. The new normal. What do oh you think? Oh my God, Rick. That's so good. <laughs> wow, dude. Very cool. <laughs> Innovation. Um, but so we're just recording. It's episode eight. Embrace yourself. Um, I'm Sunil. I'm Laura. And, and we're uh, over Zoom right now. Yeah, this was, the, it's a, the new normal yeah. now is us um, secluded mm-hmm. in our own houses talking to each other remotely. Yep. It's, uh, 2020, a pandemic is upon us. How you feeling? Well, I, I've had a rough couple of days, but I talked to my therapist yesterday and she was like, and my, uh, my therapy appointments at two o'clock on Thursdays. Now that I just want to make sure everyone knows that. Um, visit her there don't visit me there. Just make note of it. Like just have a moment of silence, whatever you want to do, just make a note of it. Anyway, (laughs) I, um, I made a contract with her that I would not listen to the news for the rest of the day that day at all today and at all tomorrow. (laughs) Oh, so I can't tell you the big news. Well, I mean, technically you can, I'm just not allowed to read the news or seek out news or check it a million times a day, like a mental case, which is what yeah. I have been doing. Uh, so to be fair, I don't, there's no big news to tell you about. So that kind of tells you that everything's the same. And so that's probably a good idea for you. Right. And nothing has changed. So Jane said to me, I will tell you if anything huge that you need to know about. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. okay, that sounds good. If like they say, you know, the president is hospitalized with COVID-19. That would be big news. Yes, she would probably tell me that. Unless it's that level, it's not important to you, really. (laughs) (sighs) But yeah, Uh, I'm trying to, as you talked about, like, was it you wanted to talk about gratitude? I would like to talk about gratitude is today's topic. And I didn't do any research or anything on this. It's just, we're just chit-chatting. Who gives a shit? This is the new normal. The new normal. Research me church. So what did you have to say about it? <laughs> she said a couple things about gratitude. Just uh-huh. basically saying in moments like this, it's really important to try to remember what you have control over personally. 
and to find things to be great gracious and thankful about basically mm-hmm. so that you don't just spiral out of control yeah <laughs> so I yeah i mean i've been trying to do that just with little things like you know for instance i'm i've been thinking about the gratitude i have for jane i mean mm-hmm. not only just because she's amazing but she's been just amazingly good through this not that she's like this is no big deal who cares she's just handling it a lot better she also has a lot of extremely useful personal um sure. skills, like, like making you a mask yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's amazing so those things come in handy yeah she's that's cooking us dinner right now i and sadly don't is, oh go ahead no i was just like i sadly don't have a wife to make me a mask so <laughs> i'm just i'm just flaunting it in your face um, <laughs> she probably would make you a mask though I would probably come pick it up if she made me one. Um, you just leave it in your mailbox or something or, you know, I'll grab it. Yeah. But if she doesn't have time, that's okay. <laughs> I'll figure it out. <laughs> I was thinking about just like using an old pillowcase or something, just wrap that around my face. I mean, anything's better than nothing probably. Yeah. yeah. To me, I think the biggest thing is to stay the fuck away from other people when you're out. Yeah. Especially people who are talking or doing anything like jogging that kind of stuff just because you know if you're talking or you're breathing near me that makes it more likely so that distance is so important even if you have that mask on yeah we're planning our trip to the store on monday and i'm just like okay laura you can do this (laughs) you know we haven't gone i haven't gone anywhere in so long i can't even remember the last time i went someplace yeah other than to take the dogs for walks yeah, no. So today I went to CVS and it was so weird because everybody had masks on and I hadn't been into a store since like two weeks ago or something. I don't right. know what it was really. Um, but yeah, so everybody had masks on. I, I show up, I feel unprepared. I don't have a mask. And and then the pharmacy uh, window, clear plastic over it. Yeah. Um, yeah that every was store right weird. now is a liquor store in Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not bulletproof, but it's it's close. It's this is the first step. Corona proof, I guess. I right. mean, they're gonna upgrade to bulletproof, like if riots start. So it's like I did still have to hand my card to the lady, and right, then the whole, mm. yeah. So the card's just sitting out, disinfecting, and I've kind of I wiped it. Yeah, I don't know with a yeah, wipe it down with alcohol, let it dry. There's no sense in not doing it. You might as well. It's so many things to think of, though. So I got home and I was like, okay, these clothes I'm wearing, I'm going to throw them in the wash. These are, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have to say from working at shelters so much, and especially at Detroit Animal Care and Control, where it was, I mean, you can't not get disgusting when you're there. But also the fact that there are so many animals coming in, there's a lot of stuff that you could pick up, you know? Mm -hmm. And there's not a whole lot of, well, there are certainly things that can pass from, animals to humans and also things that humans you know obviously that can happen but you know things like if a dog has leptospirosis and you somehow get its urine on your hands you know you could get that i don't want it but anyway because i do i I want it i don't know you should look it up first before you decide that um (laughs) but because of that i kind of already have a little bit of a protocol like when i get home from the shelter i would take my shoes off on the porch I would, if I, if one of the dogs was loose, I would take my pants off on the porch so that when I came in, they weren't sniffing my pants. Um, and then I would take whatever shirt I had on because I almost always had a shirt on under it. Very rarely am I not wearing at least three shirts. I thought you were going to say I almost always had a shirt on, period. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you know, 
when I'm at the shelter, I want to be just free. <laughs> I mean, like, good for you, Laura, for wearing a shirt. Yes. So I this, think it would be recklessly irresponsible to, to go topless to a dog shelter. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Not recommended, folks. No, you, you get, you get, you get paws in bad places. That's probably. Or other things. And I just don't want to think about it. No. Um, yeah. So back to gratitude. <laughs> when you're, do- when you're being, uh, when you're being grateful for shirts to wear and all that kind of stuff, what do you write it down? Your gratitude? No, I should, okay. I guess. I, I did just talk to, um, what's her name? Shelly Smith. I don't know if you know who she is. She's a woman who organizes 51st Jokes in Ann Arbor. Oh, okay. She's a comedian, but she also helps people with like scheduling and stuff and like helps people like, you know, basically manage their days better. So they're less stressful and get more done and have less anxiety about it. So oh, I did a little Zoom session with her and it was tremendously helpful. And she did say that I should be writing these things down. And I have, yeah. but the one thing she, she told me to do that I have been doing is trying to reframe the way I think about things. So instead of like, ugh, that, you know, I can't, I can't ever get the house clean or like the house is always dirtier than I want it to be. Be like, yeah. you know, I love my house. I'm good at taking care of it. I'm mm-hmm. doing the best I can with managing it. Yeah. It's okay yeah. if it's not perfect, you know, just yeah. really yeah. letting myself off the hook a little bit more for those kinds of things. Yeah. That does seem to be. I'm so like, it's really hard for me to not just like dive into something and then be really frustrated that I don't get it done. It's always way too big of a project. I know, you know, and she also talked to me about that, like breaking things down a little bit more so that you're not looking at the end goal. You're starting with, you know, steps and leading up to it, yeah, which I yeah. understood in terms of dog training. So I'm like, yeah, like your end goal, your terminal behavior, you got to start with the dog knows it now and build to that. Oh, that's so true. I was like, we're I got you, Shelly. We're so all just dogs. Shelly was just like, we're all dogs. Just do it yeah, like she, a then dog does. Barking at me. Yeah, then she barked at you. But, I, um, I, but I understand that that incremental change, like being grateful for, oh, like I accomplished this small thing today, and it's a step along the way to my. I mean, you should still have goals. Sometimes I don't find the the worth in doing things unless I have a goal. Like I. You know, I learned a bunch of Android programming because I had the idea to make a, a specific app. And then, and then, like you said, it was a pretty, it got to a point where it's too big of a project for me to care about anymore. I was like, I don't want to finish this thing. It does something that I wanted to do and I'm good. But um, regardless of, of finishing the project or not, um, yeah, that incrementalism, I write it all down and this, we... We talked about this in episode one, actually, because I talked about journaling. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and you're like, no fucking way do I nope. do that. And uh, so my gratitude is generally part of that. Like, it's I write it down in the same way, in the same place. Um, it's usually just a list, I guess, maybe with a little bit of a sentence afterwards to describe. Like, right now, I'm, gra- I'm grateful that we can do this, that I can still yeah. communicate with you, even though outside of our walls is scary yeah. and dangerous. I'm, and I'm grateful that I have one Cadbury egg left. You, how are you you're not going to get more. I'm sorry. Oh, yes, I am. We're okay. going shopping on Monday. Oh, okay. I'm okay. fucking getting Easter candy. That's literally <laughs> all I want. Like I, we've done a really good job of only, you know, we bought enough stuff that we didn't have to leave the house for like two weeks. And yeah. we truly haven't. Like, I, yeah, I, have food I mean, it feels, I feel like it was like 2017, the last time I went somewhere. 
<laughs> but you know, I also am. I mean, anyone who listened to episode what episode is this? This is eight. Anyone who listened to episode seven would know that I was already totally, you know, fuming and spiraling in terms of my reaction to all of this. Oh yeah. And so I'm trying to not do that because I recognize it's not really going to change things. And then I'm basically just burning myself out. So as far as goals go, I mean, I'm really literally taking it one day at a time right now. Yeah. Like I, I'm just like, I have no idea. Like thinking about the future right now is really hard because we don't know what the hell is going to happen. We don't yeah. know how long this is going to be. Yeah. I still deep down, I'm just convinced that everything's going to be even worse than they say, but I'm trying really hard to be like, Laura, that's not something you can control. You have to just focus on yourself, yeah. but it's tough because I just, you know, this is awful. Oh, what I was going to say was, oh, it's a whole lot of that, like, um, self-care be nice to yourself, but a, lot, a big part of me is like, dude, being easy on ourselves is what got us here. Like, we should have been a lot more stringent, a lot, uh, a lot better with the what we do with, you know, resources and, and, and land and, and humans and just all of it. Like, so... Well, I don't expect the federal government to put aside their duties for self-care. No, they're self-care. They're doing a, they're doing ball, 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 what is it? Balsam salts or whatever. Epsom salt. Epsom, balsam salts. That's what I'm going to call them from now on. What's balsam? I don't know. Balsamic vinegar salts. Oh yeah. Balsam wood. And then balsamic vinegar. Yeah. Yep. Their federal government is guzzling vinegar self-care. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, I get it. We're not we're not an entity that is here to fight coronavirus, but um, I always take it to that level where it's like, oh well, if I let this go, then I'm being just as big of a hypocrite as you know Mike Pence or something, just because I'm not doing the the thing I think I should be doing, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go easy on myself, but I always blame myself way more than I should for doing that. Right. And I think, um, I'm going to try to find it. Jane posted something today about like working in this environment from home. And I thought it was, it's one of those internet memes, you know? Um, so let me find it really quickly. I'm not Is good it at like, this. I don't know what day it is. It's I, a- yeah. <laughs> Work in your pajamas. Give up on life. No, I'm just kidding. That's not what it says. Um, okay. Because I am in my pajamas and I... So it says working remote COVID-19 principles. And I thought some of these are really good. Like, for instance, it says you are not, quote unquote, working from home. You are at your home during a crisis trying to work. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I think that's a really good way to put it. And also, number two, your personal, physical, mental, and emotional health is far more important than anything else right now. That's true. And then number three is you should not try to compensate for lost productivity by working longer hours. Hmm. Number four, you will be kind to yourself and not judge how you are coping based on how you see others coping. There's two more. Number five, I feel like I just called number four, number five. It doesn't hey, it's number seven to me. Okay. Number 22, you will be kind to others and not judge how they are coping based on how you are coping. Okay. And then number six is your team's success will not be measured the same way it was when things were normal. So I was like, oh yeah, I think those are really good things to think about right now. Because for me, you know, if I look at, for instance, the whole Maslow hierarchy of needs, Mm -hmm. you know, the first 
the bottom ones are basically food and shelter and feeling safe. Right. You know, right now the feeling safe part is very shaky for a lot of people. So I am extremely gracious that I have food, that I have shelter, that, you know, we thankfully in our business have not been, I mean, we definitely have been detriment, detrimentally impacted, but you know, because Jane did all of her separation anxiety stuff remote anyway, you know, she actually picked up a few clients. Things have been decent in that department. I'm picking up more remote clients, but I'm also like, like if I do one remote appointment, like I had one yesterday and I was exhausted when I was done. I mean, it's a lot of talking. And for instance, in this case, it was a lot of explaining things to um, a person who had some old misconceived notions that was kind of making things worse. Okay. But I would never say that to somebody. I don't want to make anyone feel bad when they're contacting me for help with their dog. You know, something to be like, hey, that's a stupid thing to do or shouldn't do that. You know, so I'm always trying to frame it to make the yeah. person, you know, I just think that's important. But at any rate, it's also exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so when I got done, I was just like, okay, I think that went really well, but it's like seven o'clock and I want to go to sleep. I'm exhausted. Yeah. So no, I, I just feel like yeah. everything that I normally would just do takes way more energy. And I mean this, especially in the last three or four days, I've gotten, things yeah. have gotten a lot harder in terms of my ability to like, yeah. Well, I'm grateful that you had Jane that already had a remote like infrastructure, so to speak, in yes. place to do this for you. And then the fact that I just got a remote job that already has the infrastructure, right. so to speak, that everybody knows how to do meetings. Like I'm the one on the uh, on that's slow on the <laughs> up on the Zoom and the the things like that. They've been doing this already. They know. I was accidentally putting on a Viking helmet. That was actually for April Fools. So he explained it the next day and it was like, everybody was on mute. And like, so you know how like, if you're doing stand up to nobody, it's kind of like that. So everybody's on mute and he's doing like funny antics with his shit. And like, I'm sure people are laughing, but no one knows that anybody's laughing. So it's just silent. Um, it's, it's very awkward to try to do like um, any sort of, uh, object work humor uh, in, a, uh, totally. in a zoom meeting or even on microsoft teams i mean it's equally hard on either platform <laughs> um i was gonna say so then that i already have the uh the infrastructure for that that's been really nice um as far as the woman that i'm seeing she copes in a very different way than me i think um she was sort of unafraid at first was kind of just like i'm gonna go do stuff i'm gonna go to the mm -hmm. store and whatever and and then i was more like you where i'm freaking out and i think we just weren't on the right like wavelength because i yeah. think she wanted to see me and i'm like no i don't trust anybody coming into my house right now i'm sorry um and yeah and may come off as like fair. paranoid and like i'm fucking weird but it's kind of what it, what I had to do. And it's, you know, I feel a little bit bad, but I need to make sure I feel safe. And it's, it's not about, I don't know. I got to make it, make it personal and not feel bad. Yes, you do. I mean, yeah. it's always really difficult. I think, especially for people who really want to help others. So for instance, I see this all the time in shelter and rescue work where people give and give and give and give and just run themselves into the ground because they're being very selfless. But by doing that, they're unfortunately burning themselves out. 
you know, and then they're just like, I can't even do this anymore. And it can lead to a lot of horrible issues like, you know, depression and anxiety and suicidal thoughts and all those kinds of things that come from not taking care of yourself. So it's, I think it's hard sometimes for people who really want to help to be like, if I'm not okay, I can't help anyone else. Yeah. You know, and so, I mean, I don't have, I am concerned about actually contracting this. I, I just worry a lot about it. I know a lot of people are like, well, I'm able-bodied and young, so I'll be fine. You might be, you might be. I am not. There's people that are like 34, 36, 37. I've seen deaths. I think a 20 year old has died. I mean, there's a lot, that's a huge age. Probably, but so what, you know, I believe, I believe it's uh, at least 10% of the uh, dead are uh, below 40. Yeah. I mean, it's really scary to me. And I'm just like, I don't, do not want this. The idea of having to go to the hospital right now sends me right into like anxiety, distress. I can't oh even think about God. it. Oh my God, yeah. Speaking of which, this morning, I, Jane and I were cleaning the house. And you know how we have like those three foot tall baby gates with a walkthrough door? Mm-hmm. So I opened the one to the bedroom to walk out of our bedroom, somehow managed to get the gate stuck on my foot. So it only ha- opens halfway, but I walked full force into the side of the gate and it just punched me in the sternum. And I, all day long, have just felt like completely out of breath and like really, it really hurt and it still hurts and like (laughs) breathe, I can feel it. I mean, basically it just, you know, but I was like, now is not the time to go to the hospital for any reason. No, for any reason. Do not hurt yourself, do not get ill, do not have, you know, like. So, so you know how everybody's cooking more at home and stuff? So I am too. I I got that air fryer and it's awesome. I, I cook up asparagus like they're fries and it's just yeah. like, I can just eat that. It's crunchy and it doesn't matter what the food is. It just Num. tastes I like it. delicious. It's good. But so, you know, I'm cutting things with a sharp knife and then I'm like, I better slow down with this cutting because yeah. I'm not a skilled chef and I'm not really good at cutting. But as you know, sometimes if I'm stoned or something, I might just be like, yo, this is awesome. Let me just cut this shit up. And no. Yeah, don't be pain. reckless. Yeah, no, don't be reckless. Don't want to be in the hospital, you know, having them try to put my severed fingers back on. Yeah, you know, literally not... ain't nobody got time for that. No, <laughs> nobody got time for that. They'd or be like, you, here's some sutures. Get the fuck out of here and go do this at your house. Yeah, yeah. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Um, Watch a YouTube video. We cannot help you right now. Yes, <laughs> how to reattach your fingers. <laughs> yep. Dr. I kind of want to search Simpsons. that on YouTube now, and then I also don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what else to talk about with gratitude. It's just kind of, it's there. I write it down. It's more important than ever to, to look on the bright side. I think you and I are very fortunate. Yes, totally. Um, to, be, to be real. Um, there's so many people out there less fortunate and, and suffering and ill and unable to get the help they need and it's uh the egregious inequalities and lack of infrastructure and preparedness i mean all of that stuff not even for a pandemic but like the things that were hardly holding together before this happened yeah people not making a living wage um people being worked too much where they never get to go home be home with their families like a lot of people i've seen say like hey now that we've proved we can do this from our houses, why the fuck should we have to go to an office for 50, 60 hours a week? Exactly. I mean, yeah, it's proven a lot of things. And then that we can't do without grocery stores. We can't do without 
some restaurants, I guess, and some restaurants are doing, you know, curbside pickup and delivery and that kind of stuff. Um, trying to stay in business. Yeah, totally. Um, This is a hard time for so many people. Yeah. It's just like, oh yeah, there's really not a lot of safety net here. There is not. No, it really makes me feel sad. And that's one of the things I like my therapist is like, you know, (laughs) you have to recognize that even though you're worried about these different populations of people and these different things happening, you, you know, you again have to take care of yourself. And I think for me, that's one of the reasons I feel so frustrated and helpless because I'm like, I want to help people. Yes. But I also know like, you know, especially talking to like people in healthcare and stuff, they're like, if you are staying home, you are doing it. (laughs) Please keep doing that. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like no big deal. You know, do not get, go out and contract this, please. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's very anti anti antithetical to doing something, but it is actually the doing something. Right, doing nothing is the something. So, but I also just in general feel very helpless when I can't help, even if like a friend is telling me some terrible thing, and all they need me to do is listen to them, and I'm just like, well, I can't help with this. I don't know what to do. Like, I'm right. just like, why did you tell me this information? Sometimes right. I can't solve this thing. Sure. Yeah burdening my conscience your it's kind of like that sometimes with me i don't i don't know but i i know i I, i'm trying to become a better listener um i'm grateful that people trust me enough to tell me things i mean that that's probably good um in some way uh but uh yeah it's it's helpless feeling i i'm glad i'm able to work and still make an income and Mm -hmm. um do everything that in fact, it's better work. I somehow, yeah, I don't know, man. This just worked out fantastic. Other than the fact that I don't have health insurance again for another five days. Yeah, that's dumb. Uh, we'll be good. So I'm not going to, I'm going to try not to contract. I mean, why should you be protected in this arbitrary period of time that was decided by man for no fucking reason? Right? Why should they protect you for those five days if open enrollment isn't there? I hate health insurance stuff so much. It's the worst. It is absolutely the worst. It's all just like somebody wrote a big book of technicalities to to fuck you on. And it's then, shameful. It totally is. It's shameful. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about helping. It's enough. But so I also wonder about that. Like, so if you got rid of that industry, what are those people going to do for work? I don't know. Let's put them on an island and make them fight each other. I don't know. I'm not worried about them. But I mean, like there's janitors that work at like Blue Cross Blue Shield. You know what I mean? Like, so that janitor is not going to be able to work at like the CDC or I don't know, like what the hell they're all displaced. I also don't know, and I also don't think that there's any way for us to know. No. But I do think that we should keep this horrible healthcare system in place. Just no, no, no. The janitor has a job. Oh, no, no, no. For no, that's sure. what you were saying, Sunil. That's what you meant. That's all what I mean. About, all you ever talk about is these janitors and janitorial um, unity. I'm worried. I mean, it's weird to me that you have so many mops and stuff at your house. It you is have a weird. lot of janitor infirma. Are you, are you for real about the mops? Because I do have, like, if you go in my kitchen, there's, like, two mops, a broom. I know. You're obsessed with janitorial work. A Swiffer wet jet. No, I'm cl- just... You got cl- some of that weird orange cat litter stuff that they used to put on barf. I barf everywhere yeah. and then just put that, put that over it and wait yeah. a while. <laughs> it's, it's like a charm. Back when I was drinking a lot, that could have maybe come in handy. I was vomiting <laughs> a lot. Sick. No. 
Barf is gross. Anyway, Sick as in I rat, you mean, right? Dog, what? Yeah, did you say? Disgusting. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. One thing, it's hard for me because I am not, I'm not a violent person by any stretch, but I am the type of person that if someone's like, sure? well, you should be gracious because it's sunny out and you're healthy. Like, usually I want to punch that person. Yeah. But now I'm like, they have a point. <laughs> They do have a point. And there was one summer where I was just like, yeah, all I want to do is get stoned and enjoy the sunshine and like we'll sit on my patio because I'd just gotten a new patio. And that was a great summer when that was my attitude. It was amazing. Absolutely. I got to yeah. go back to there, you know? Just want to enjoy the fucking sunshine. Yeah, I mean, obviously there are people out there suffering horrendous hardships and it's really difficult to know that is happening, you know? Yeah, so, and then also enjoy the sunshine? Like what? Exactly. Um, that Venn diagram does not ever intersect. Right, yeah. Two circles. Right. But you have to somehow make them intersect. You have to bend the circles right. over each other yourself. Because Venn didn't before, do it. Yeah, even before COVID-19, Syria was happening. You always had a reason to not be okay <laughs> to you not make your subtle. venn diagram okay this is see we're, we're coining new terminology here you what was to, the new term you got to make your venn diagram okay because <laughs> like, <laughs> you have to bend the circles over each other i don't know man but yeah do you want to wrap this up i think that's probably wise okay well, this is fun. I'm glad. I think this went okay. If it doesn't sound like garbage, I'm going to release it. You better release it, even if it sounds like garbage. Yeah, okay. We're like a punk thing. Yeah, right. we, don't, we don't care what it fucking it. sounds like. <laughs> it's all about the attitude and the ethos. Put some reverb on this shit. No, wait, that's not punk. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the overdrive up on this show. So maybe, I guess. <laughs> I don't know anything about punk. I'm not punk rock. Were you punk rock really ever? No. No. Uh, Jane, on the other hand, I would say yes. Yeah. So. I dig some of it, but it was never really, like. A lot of punk stuff is so macho and gross. It is. You're like right. girl punk stuff. Sweet. Pretty awesome. Like okay. Bikini Kill and the Slits and X. Sure. Like anything, you know, where there was not only testosterone driving it. There was some cool shit happening. But I guess I could agree with you on that. It is very male dominated. So a lot of it I don't care for at all. Sure. But yeah. Anyway, that's our opinion on punk. Um, that's right. Yeah. Uh, take it easy. Uh, look on the positive side. Be great. As much as you can, even, even when you can't. And if there's times where you're like, I just need to cry right now. Fucking do it. Do it. Even if you're in the middle, no, leave the store first because you shouldn't be keeping. You shouldn't be at the store the anyway. Store just stay water. home. Get curbside pickup. Go through a drive-through. Take care of yourself. Stay Cry. away from grocery store workers as much as you can because it's not nice to be like all up in their business. Yeah. So okay, cry at the curb, not in the restaurant. That's yes. what Laura says. Have a good one, guys. Curbside cry. All right. <laughs> Take care of yourselves. Bye. 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 Bye.